0: Great off to spot. an excellent
1: start. Uh Hi, guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite things from Book Talk and Bookstagram and whatever that weird slice of X or TikTok is, whatever we're calling it these days. Uh, I'm Caitlin, joined by my host, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. hi. And today we are covering a book that is new to us. It just came out, but the series we've covered before. So if you are a fan of Throne of the Fallen... No, Kingdom, Kingdom. Kingdom of the Wicked. <laughs> Damn it. I'm reading Throne of the Fallen. I'm like, don't say Throne of the Fallen. Don't say Throne of the Fallen. It's Kingdom of the Wicked. If you're a fan of Kingdom of the Wicked, there we go, then you will know this book, Throne of the Fallen, by Carrie Menescalco. Thank you, Hilda, for the exact pronunciations on that because, you know, I screwed so it up last you. time.
0: <laughs> Menelescu. Menalesco.
1: <laughs> None of those words are in there in that order. I was like, Menesca. <laughs> None of those words are in there. Yes, and so this is the fourth book of hers that's in this realm or world. Uh, I guess they're all going to be tangentially related. I don't. Know, I'm not saying all because I don't even know if she's announced like how many she's got planned.
2: I think I the intentions us- is to like do a book for each sin, each brother. Yeah, each brother, which would be each demon prince. Not sin. Is it sin? No, it is sin. Yeah,
1: they're there. Each it's
0: have their the own. house. Sins. It's the house of sin. Right.
2: Yeah. However. It was advertised that you didn't have to read Kingdom of Wicked beforehand. Like this was supposed to be technically an interconnected standalone. So you should have been able to read this book without reading Kingdom of Wicked and understand mostly what happened, which was not the case for me because I forgot most of what I read in Kingdom of Wicked and I was so fucking confused.
1: I had not a brain cell remembered. So don't be like us. Listen to our episode where we recap the last one. I thought I'd remember it. I thought it'd be fine. Nope. Not a thing. I remembered enough. I remember but- I'd
2: level for like Amelia's and Rat's stuff, but like all the additional like this character, this, and this character, this, and this character is related to this person. I'm like, holy hell, there are way too many introductions of these characters in like a one I forgot who one-liners. the goddess of
1: death actually was. And then the other part. Yeah pride's girl and
2: anyway yeah, we're gonna pride's get into the whole was, thing. i was like wait this happened lucia, i
1: completely forgot completely and i
2: was like who forgot. is she in real life or yeah. like fictional real life you know
0: yeah. <laughs> also, no. Alexa pronounces lucia as lucia oh, oh.
2: i can yeah. understand that because lucian lucian
0: but lucian is not lucia
1: well, we know your your <laughs> doesn't have the the right pronunciations for things. Yeah, this is true. Pessy, <laughs> that would actually made me go. I'm like, don't say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I did. You did. You done. Uh, so I think off the bat, we can tell you. What well, do you want to start with? Star ratings? Do you want to do our? Uh, yeah, let's our do dramatic reading.
0: Let's do ratings, and then we. I will do the dramatic reading of the
1: synopsis. All right. Well, I think it's safe to say across the board, we had – I gave this one a 3.5 stars out of our famous – 3.5
2: stars as well.
1: 3.5 out of five. Yes. It's like out of our famous, not so famous because I don't think we ever really talked about our reading scale maybe once. Uh, It's out of five. So there we go. Pretty solid little book. It's good. It had the potential to be a five-star read, but
0: it was not. Or at least a four-star. forgot about it completely. Which was a lot of fun considering I'm, like, leading this discussion.
1: And not that it's not bad. It's just that there's – it's very intricate and lots of layers and things are connected. And so sometimes when you're reading, you kind of get lost in the what's happening and the who's the who's
2: where. Right. You know what fucked I me feel- up? Katie Robert had said this was her – one of her favorite books of this year. So I was coming in hot thinking this was a oh. five-star read. And it started off strong. The middle got a little muddled. And then I was like, eh, kind of losing interest.
0: You know what it is? I feel like she gives a lot of detail and goes into a lot of explanation about things that are, like, kind of irrelevant. Mm. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it – because she exp- goes into so much detail about it, you kind of, like, focus on it. You're like, oh, this is going to become a thing. And then it doesn't. Like the whole thing with her dad and building like his secret house oh, and uh-huh. that whole entrance thing. Like that really kind of went nowhere.
2: Are you talking about that's what they use in the blog to go back home?
0: Yeah, but I mean, that there could have been a million other ways to go back home. But I feel like we got this totally just, like.
1: Just made that connection. We got they this also totally
0: descriptive <laughs> thing about and like Pierre obsessed with all of these things and like paths and stuff and it like really okay cool it it established that those things exist but like who cares that Pierre was obsessed with them so I was kind of concerned not
2: concerned I was thinking that maybe she did that for two reasons one to introduce things to us that we need to know for future books and then two it was to lead us astray because we were trying to figure out what she was the entire time up until the very end. So I think doing those like word vomits here and there, it kept you guessing because you didn't know what was important and what was not. That's true. Also, Mm -hmm. everybody in their court was losing their goddamn fucking mind. I felt like I was losing my goddamn mind as well.
1: (laughs) No. Okay. So I think maybe before we dive into it, Hilda, take us through the dramatic reading that we can never not laugh too i
0: practiced you're the best let's go let's go i practiced this one okay here we go the dramatic reading of the synopsis of throne of the fallen sinner villain wicked the prince of envy has never claimed to be a saint But when a cryptic note arrives, signaling the beginning of a deadly game, he knows it will take more than a hint of sin to win and save his falling demon court. Riddles, hexed objects, anonymous players, nothing will stand in his way, though none of his meticulous plans prepare him for her, the frustrating artist who ignites his sin like no other. Virtuous. Darling. Liar. The trouble with scoundrels and blackguards is that they haven't a modicum of honor, a fact Miss Camilla Antonius learns after one desperate mistake allows Waverly Green's most notorious rake to blackmail her. To avoid a ruinous scandal, Camilla is forced to enter a devil's bargain with envy, little expecting his game will awaken her true nature. Together, Envy and Camilla must embark on a perilous journey through the underworld, from glittering demon courts to the sultry vampire realm and beyond, while trying to avoid the most dangerous trap of all falling in love. Dun dun dun. Snap, snaps all around.
2: (laughs) You're still muted, Caitlin. Yeah,
1: you're muted, Caitlin.
2: We didn't hear any of your snaps, too.
1: Dang it, I was snapping and I said, well done, well done. (laughs) To mute because otherwise, I'm like, you hear me giggling when she's like, Sinner, darling, vicious, <laughs> virtuous,
2: like, darling liar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so dramatic. I would be giggling. I, I mean, I was I, was, I was
0: giggling, and then I had to mute myself. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'm
1: giggling. <laughs> uh, but it's part of our favorite parts the, over-dramatic, dramatic it's, the it's over the dramatic, best, dramatic, dramatic, dramatic retelling. It's That's who we are. Oh, that needs to be the official name. <laughs> yes, write that down right now., uh, So let's get into thoughts and feelings. Now that we have a rough idea of what's happening, uh, let's talk about what are, what do we thought about this one? Who wants to kick us off? Hilda, maybe you want to start first?
0: Um, yeah, let me go with my first thought, which was, well, I finished the book over a week ago. Um, and I remember nothing, which is great. Um, but it's not that the writing or the storyline is bad, but there's just like a lot of layers to it. So it takes a while to figure out. And so my big observation is maybe we're supposed to be confused in the same way that Envy's court is confused.
1: I think that was very, would you say earlier, very meta? It was very meta. It was very meta. Like what an experience. It's interactive and experiential. (laughs) i'm confused just like a member of the court oh talk about the member of the court the part where like he finds the his friends that all oh, no. turned on each other i was oh, like no. i don't i don't care for this with part. the baby yeah oh. i was like oh gosh that was right oh i guess i do remember
0: something from that book i remember <laughs> that <laughs> the rough parts i mean once we talk about it it comes back to me yeah so if i'm not mistaken Maybe – is Waverly Green in the Floating Isles? No, Waverly is,
1: Green is where she's from in like the, the mortal the realm. The human? Okay. Yes. Is it called um, like the
2: Shimmering Isles? Did I make that up? I thought it was the Floating Isles. Could be. That was another part of this book that I was kind of like tripped up on. Like you have the demon cords and then you have the fey worlds and then you have the mortal realms. And I was like
0: – It's all in the underworld.
2: Yes. And then I was like, is Wrath the king of all of the underworld or is he just – the king of demons, courts.
1: Um, I thought he was the king of the demon court. Maybe- I know for
2: sure he reigns over his brothers, but I didn't know if that also extends over into the Fae's.
1: I think he does. It He's- didn't sound like it because then – Like, well, there are different,
0: they're a different group of people and he lords over them. He lets them do their own thing, though, so that they're not constantly fighting.
2: Right, because it feels like the Fae – The Sealy and Unsealy are two separate courts. It feels like, if we're classifying them as courts, the way that his brothers have their own little kingdoms to rule.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there. And so I thought maybe it's like they're all different little countries, and they each have like their own little king of each country. Yeah, because at one Um, point he war wrath issues a call to war. From the book, Wrath, like issued a royal decree to like knock that shit off, Fairy King. And then he has like a warning and then he did like a formal another warning. I don't know. All this to say, I don't know. Oh, (laughs) Also, and then there's House
2: of Vengeance, like the twins that I completely forgot about.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: They have their own court.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot.
0: There's a lot going on in the underworld is what I gather from that.
2: So if you read this book for the first time and you haven't read the previous books and you're confused, it's okay because we read the previous books and we're still confused.
1: There wasn't – and I think I was looking for it, but there was no like upper – you know, sometimes at the beginning of the book they'll have – here's the the graphical chart of the people, the aisles. Like, like a Katie Roberts yeah. um, visual. Like a map? A, a, a map. map.
2: A map. <laughs> That's a map. what I'm trying to say. Well – I don't know, like the maps are fine, but I feel like Katie Roberts' visual of like the 13 for her Dark Olympus series is so beneficial because it shows you the hierarchy. And I think that would have been great here.
1: Yes, because it's hard to figure out who trumps who and what things. Who
2: lords over who.
1: Right, right. Who's the big man on town? Big man in campus. It's Wrath. Um,
0: So as confusing as this all is, do I want a book about each of the brothers? Yes. Yes, I do.
1: Absolutely, and
0: 100%. Lust is my vote for the next brother. And I feel like his book is going to be filthy.
2: I want pride. I need I to know what happens too. with that girl, with Lucia. With,
0: with Lucia. Yeah, we'll get
2: there. And I Victoria, guess. also, he's not a, a brother, but you can give me more wolf. Wolf. I envisioned him as the Witcher. <laughs> Mainly because the witcher's so symbol Cavill. is the wolf. And he's like not fey, but fey. Um, I honestly picture Henry as every single character. But that one specifically was giving me witcher vibes.
1: I'm going to say this is the only time I think I did not picture Henry Cavill for that. But I don't know who I pictured. Like I didn't – I don't know who – I didn't care enough about him to picture him.
2: I really liked his whole like – um I'll be there waiting for you. So when she leaves you, I'm going to cut. – I'll be there always. And I was like,
1: yes, you will. He had more interesting backstory that I wanted to get some more of. I'm like, hmm, Mr. Wolf. And like – it was unclear what he actually did. Like he hunts maidens and like pleasures them. Is that his problem? Because like, oh, no. <laughs> <Well, laughs> That's what I'm saying. saying. Like he's
2: – he has a reputation and I want to see that action.
0: He's an
1: unseely fae.
0: And he does what Unseelie Fae do.
1: I don't know why. Every time they kept saying Unseelie Fae, I kept picturing that they say they have a glamour over them. And to me, I believe their glamour was only that their their ears were not pointed. But when they were saying that they were, like, unglamorizing, like, I kept picturing the way they talked about, like, these terrible Unseelie Fae. I kept picturing, like, Dobie. Like, house elf. <laughs> like, I'm a beautiful person and then my glamour fades away and I'm this, like, hideous little creature. Oh, my gosh that's really funny. So every time they're like, "Oh, it's the ears are pointed." I'm like, "Oh, ears? That's nothing." Okay.
0: So Bridget talked to us about Wolf. What else, Bridget?
2: Um the big reveal. It was a character reveal for our, our girl. Um what's her name? God, what's Camilla? her name? Camilla. 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 Gosh, forgot her name already. Um we find out what she is and I guessed it earlier in the book. And who her daddy was? Um, so I was her, like, just
0: just her father, not her daddy, just her father.
2: Oh, I don't know. Someone might think so. Um, also, I really love seeing Wrath and Amelia in this book, and I forgot that they were into BDSM. And I was like, maybe I should reread that series because I was into it.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that at all, and I feel like I would have remembered that i don't remember that either i feel like they dabbled like they
2: threw in handcuffs here they threw in the manacles on the wall oh there was like chains or something on the wall at Mm -hmm. some point when they were like going through it in their kingdom and i was
0: like was there a blindfold i feel like blindfolds like are so like everyone has a blindfold yeah they're not special anymore well
1: i guess it depends on who's on the other side of the blindfold.
2: Yes. I like that the shimmering springs made a reoccurrence. <laughs> that was a spicy scene the last Not time.
1: Actually, the shimmering springs. I forgot what the name is, but yes. I know exactly what we we're talking about. It was like this magical springs that they went uh, swimming through that they had to be completely naked through, and it would make them tell spit out some truth. But then I don't remember why they kept saying it, like it's so deadly. I'm like, yeah, it's a swim and you just Well, because you can't go inside of it with anything like, that's man made materials.
2: Yeah. Right. So like if you walked in there with your shirt on, your shirt would like combust or like melt right. away onto you.
1: They're just bumping uglies like a minute ago. Just like don't get dressed and then go swim over that side, do what you need to do, and swim on back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I'm like, ah, is it deadly or is it just a good, good old cardio moment to swim naked? You know.
2: I thought the book was going to be spicier. Well, it was spicy. It was, but the way it was like so vulgar at the beginning, I was like, oh my god, they're going to be going at it from the beginning. No.
1: What part are you guys talking about that was still vulgar? Because you guys are like, oh, it's spicy. And I was like, woo. It's I'm not. When to I when I say good.
2: vulgar, I mean like they were using words like, oh, um, they weren't sugarcoating things like they said fuck. They said they were talking about wanting to have sex. They were very mm. open about the, the debauchery.
1: Oh, okay. And okay. they had
2: the sex parties and stuff like that. So usually this was technically her first like adult romance book. And so I was expecting, I understand now the difference, now that I read this. And I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, it's a little bit more X-rated when it comes to, like, descriptions and stuff like that. But Got it. But still, you know, he took her through the phases, like, foreplay, this. The next time they hook up, they get to, like,
0: another base. And then they finally get to the home run at the end of the book. I mean, within the first few chapters, she's masturbating to Envy in the carriage.
1: I... <laughs> Yes, I feel like even that was like sort of glossed over a little bit because like she just talked about like, oh, I touched myself in the carriage and I almost got caught. And I was like, well, we could have expanded a little bit on that.
2: Yes. See, exactly. Like it was vulgar, but it wasn't super spicy.
1: But I will say, and I appreciated this, that we had multiple chapters on them finally getting their home run. As Bridget said. Normally sometimes this is not a fade to black. This is not a like wham bam thank you man over in a chapter. Multiple chapters. I believe there were three. Because every time I turn the page I'm like oh we're still in this. Yes. There's still more. And you know I'm a
2: sucker for a throne.
1: They're all night sex fest.
2: Yeah.
0: Good for them. Oh I realized what our um, Spotify question of the beat week is. What? Um, Do we think that this throne room scene was hotter or Tori and Darius's from Z. Oh. Book 5. I said this no. one. No. I
2: said this one. No.
0: No. Tori and...
1: No! Tori and Darius's
2: was like, Chef's you know who has a really good throne scene that's so underrated? Who? Akatar.
0: Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's okay, my so favorite. It's a good throne room scene, but there's barely any penetration. Are you that talking about hate. this book or an Akatar? An Yeah, there, there was, was none. That was, was all just so like
2: lust. Tension. And that was yes. so much tension. Like no, things were, were fluttering.
0: We're talking actual writing. There was lots of writing in the stone room scene. Oh, I thought you were like writing.
1: writing. Like W no, R. No, no, writing. Writing. Oh, writing.
2: I thought you said writing, writing as well. <laughs> writing. You're like, Got it's it. in
1: the writing. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is. <laughs> So I really appreciated that. This was kind of like a Bridgerton feel to it a bit. And it kind of threw oh, me too. a little bit because I'm not going to lie. This one took me a little bit longer to get into. You guys were way ahead of me. like we had to push back this recording because I was so far behind. I just had a hard time getting into this one because I just – every time I picked it up, I was like, ugh where are we what is this weird Britishian esque? like i wanted to be back with my people i thought we were going back to like italy and going i don't know why i soon be we going back to the same spot but we didn't which of course makes sense but i just Do took you guys a remember bit the food
2: that she wrote about in the first book Ooh.
1: oh I'm so hungry
2: i just had like a flashback of that i was like damn i'm hungry right now well
1: remember she even talks about like she's like oh i made you some cannolis and yeah yes. like, and i was like oh. oh yeah
2: i remember you i want some cannoli this book is literally if you like Bridgerton and you like fantasy and you yeah. also like the chilling adventures of Sabrina, where it, I think it was like the last season or the second to last season where she's traveling to the underworld, and they're trying. I don't remember why she was going there. Probably because you know her daddy is the devil. Um, but I was picking up all those vibes into one book, and I was like,
1: you know, this is interesting. See that's the thing. I I was like, if you like Bridgerton and you like fantasy, but I couldn't think of like what's the next. So Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures, I think is the right spice to compare it to. Which is also why it was complicated because those are all very,
0: three very different things Mm -hmm. to combine together.
2: not mad about it.
0: it. I had a good time.
2: It was good. I would not reread this though.
1: It wasn't perfect, but it was good. The complicatedness of it I think made it hard to follow because we also had clues we were working through. We had a game that was being played and so that part was really like you're trying to figure out that and then you have the the who's and the why's of like where am I? Who are these people? Why are we in this court versus that court? And so that got a little – It got and muddled you know around the middle. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you know that she's something but you don't know what that something is necessarily unless you're Bridget and you guessed it.
1: Maybe this is part of the clunkiness. Either my understanding of things were really off or I felt like sometimes the writing was. So like I'd find myself reading and then I'd say like a character picked up a sword or they grabbed the sword from Envy and I'm like, when did Envy have a sword? And I'd like go back to reread. And there were multiple times I felt like that that happened to me where like something happened and I'm like, what? What happened? When did this happen? And I try to go back and like it didn't quite line up. So I don't know if this is just something I noticed. No,
2: I did notice that as well. I just thought that was the way she writes. But then I couldn't remember. Because you know sometimes like authors when they're writing, they'll like literally be in the middle of a thought and then you jump forward to the action and it turns out they're like completely doing something different than what you originally started off the paragraph with.
1: Yes. That's exactly what it was. I I wasn't mad. I was just like, wait, that made it even more confusing to figure out where where you are in the plot and the places.
2: I always notice it mostly when they go into their inner monologue and they're like – talking about how much, you know, they still want that person or they don't want that person. And then boom, suddenly they're like in the middle of doing something else. I'm like,
1: what happened? Yeah. Yes. That's like the example from the carriage ride too.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'm pulling up my skirt. We're getting ready to do things. Boom. Door's opening. We're walking out. Yeah. Because then she went into her inner monologue about how she thinks she's he's so fine Um, But he's such an asshole.
0: Completely agree. Um, So I have the main plot points. I I just wrote notes because I didn't – I couldn't remember anything. Okay. So we start off in Waverly Green and Lord Vexley. So Waverly Green is, I guess, a human dimension that's kind of like Regency England, hence the Bridgerton vibes. Um, Except a woman can own a business – And operate a business, which wouldn't actually happen in real Regency England. So got to kind of just suspend belief when you're going into this.
2: I don't know. I felt like she was the only one that was able to do
0: that. Yeah. We'll just move on from that plot point because it's weird. So she's being bribed. Uh, Camilla Antonius, by the way, is being bribed by Lord Vexley, who is a degenerate rake. When her father, Pierre, got sick. Camilla, who's a very talented painter, tried to sell a forged famous painting and Vexley caught her. And so he's been holding it over her head and he's been making her um, make him forged paintings that he can sell so he can finance his lifestyle because his father cut him off because he's degenerate rake. And then her mother, Fleur, abandoned them when she came of age. So that's kind of what's happening in Waverly Green. So then we go to Envy and his court and sort of his involvement with Lennox. So several years ago
1: uh, – did you want to say something, Caitlin? I was just going to say this is where things kind of got murky for me because you got bits and pieces of his story that of why he got himself in this predicament and you didn't get a full like from start to finish retelling. So I'm very eager to hear A, how you say his real name and B – how you sum this up nicely and concisely.
0: Okay. Um, so several years ago, eons and eons ago, Envy, whose real name is Leviathan, uh, fell in love with a mortal and he let her borrow the chalice of Memoria and that ended up being taken by Lennox, who is the unseelie king. So apparently when you're an immortal, uh, you should be able to purge all of the memories that you accumulate through your lifespan Um, And if you can't, you basically go crazy. And so without that chalice, his court can't purge their memories. So little by little, they're basically going crazy and killing each other. And so he's expending a lot of energy trying to keep his people from losing their minds. And now he's stuck in this game with Lennox. And his sole goal is to restore his his court. And why would he tell any of his brothers? Ask anyone for help? Because then we wouldn't have the plot of a book. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> he fucking hates Lennox. Fuck that guy. Um, I think yeah. I got that right.
1: I think you did too. I, I had to laugh a little bit because when you explained that, when you explained it that way, you said they have to purge their memories uh, before they can get new memories. It's like when you gotta wipe your computer. You know, you exactly. like don't have, but you have too many. Your inbox is too full. You have no more, no more gigabytes have left. To go archive some shit. Yes, and I thought that that was an interesting way to explain the blight. But if, to me, I felt like a curse or something. Like I don't know, the it Chalice was, of Memoria. I'm like that. You just like lost that because you let someone it, borrow it. It seems it so it inconsequential sound- to like the effects that actually it happened.
0: And I guess because it was immortal, I don't know. It was for. For what it was and what it was causing, I will say the mechanism for it was, like, kind of weak.
1: I think it would but have been better like, if he's, like, I lost it playing, like, poker one night. Like, yeah. I threw it in
0: the pot. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay. So it's, like, I was banking this chick and I let her borrow my thing and it got a confiscated. super important thing. And so this is why I'm never going to be in a relationship with someone ever again. The this downfall is I of follow
2: only- <laughs>
0: I was like, this is why he only has like one night stands. Very passionate, very intense one night stands. A um, uh, one night long stand. Like right. all night long.
2: His one night rule. Um, which. Did anyone else picture this like cup? <laughs> like the Tri Wizard Tournament cup?
1: I pictured it, like <laughs> the cup from. Game of Thrones? No, from um Indian Jones when he has to like go choose the, the. the- Holy Grail. Yes, <laughs> the Holy Grail cup.
0: Like, a chalice is a chalice. It's like a very big wine glass. Yes. So anyways, uh, he gets a clue about the Hex throne um, after a member of his court is, like, gruesomely set on fire on his throne. And he has to solve an anagram, and the anagram leads him to Camilla. And so, of course, when they finally meet up, sparks fly because you have two attractive people. I don't think we've described camilla but she has beautiful curly silver hair and silver eyes Awesome. again
1: that's like your first flag that she's not normal right, right? It's like
0: i feel like they didn't tell us she had
2: silver hair until like halfway through the book i know, you know for sure she had silver eyes from the beginning
0: i feel like they described it pretty quickly like at the really? beginning maybe yeah, i just I missed over the silver it. hair part
2: and i just like focused on the silver eyes
1: I think I maybe mean, we were introduced to the silver eyes first. Then we got to the silver hair. My brain just saw silver and was like, eyes. And then I didn't realize it was describing another body part. But also, silver eyes, like, you're going to remember that. Silver hair, I mean, maybe not so uncommon then. This is why I was like, what is Waverly
0: Green that you have this person with, like, silver hair and silver eyes just, like, hanging about town and a woman and owning her own business? Oh, and there's and also, un-wen. like – She's yeah. unwed. And there's also a black market where they knowingly sell things. Like this is this is this is the world building part that's like weird. Anyways, so they meet, sparks fly, like I mentioned before, so much so that she uh masturbates to him later on in a carriage, as one does in a carriage. So he introduces himself with a bullshit name, but essentially uh it's like Lord Sinford or something. Sinton. But he. Senten, there we go. But he calls himself Sen. Ha ha ha. Okay. So he asks her to paint the hexed throne. And she's like, nope, not going to do it. I don't paint cursed objects.
1: Now, did the hexed throne come up before? This is just something new. They're like, oh, it's just a throne, plain, like, no, so the hexed before? throne, I guess, ended up being this was
0: the part that was weird. His throne that was set on fire was the hexed throne, I think. So she it was He had to
1: paint his throne that was yeah, hexed.
0: That was hexed. Oh so, so I thought she, they ugh,
2: God damn it. I thought they lit his throne on fire to cue him to like, oh, I need to go to get the hex throne. And the hex throne had its own sentient abilities once it was painted. Oh. Because I guess. it's a hexed
0: object. Oh, okay. You see. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. that makes that's sense. what I thought,
1: too. But then when you're saying that, I'm like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. No, I, I, I think, think that's who's why throne?
2: it was confusing because the initial opening scene is like that person getting burnt alive on the throne, but it was only half of it. And I think that was his that was his main clue. Like, oh, shit, it's the hexed throne. And then and whatever I the guy was saying was like the
0: anagram to
2: like go find this girl.
0: And I guess because we don't know what the hell the hexed throne is. Because we have never been introduced to it before. Oh yeah, right. that's what
1: I'm asking. Because so I was like, where did we? They came up. It came to us that we should have known about it, and I didn't. Don't remember oh, no. knowing
2: about it. You know what? I think later in the book she talks about how like the there's a whole bunch of random objects that have been hexed by the first witch oh, when you're she right. was like upset about something, as she always is. Also, talking about the first witch, can someone please tell me real quick, like not to tangent, but tangent. But it's still about the story. Is Victoria's mother the first
0: witch as well? Yeah.
2: So it's like Victoria and Amelia are twins, and their mom is the first witch, but also Lucia is the first witch's daughter.
0: Um, <sighs> no. Lucia's Lucia is Cersei's daughter. Yes, Lucia is the first witch's daughter. I'm sorry. Victoria and Amelia? Amelia's mother is the crone. Okay. I think. I don't know. You're now asking us stuff that happened well over a year ago.
2: I couldn't remember and I was like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> I said, look, not a brain cell laugh. Like, as I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, Victoria. Yes, she was like the goddess of death. Forgot that that happened. Forgot that like we found out their patronage and not their real moms. So much. So again, but heed my warning, listen to our first three recaps before you get into this one, because it's going to help you.
0: Um, so anyways, Lord Vexley
1: is hosting a party,
0: and it allows for Envy and Vexley to fight over Camilla, but it also gives Camilla access to Vexley's house so she can find the forged painting and burn it. And Envy catches her stealing it, and he makes her to use his magic to glue it to the wall so she can't take it. Off because he, like, really freaking needs her to paint the Hex throne for him. Um, And so he ends up throwing a party at his estate that he's refurbishing because he's, like, all in on this whole I am Lord Sinton shit. So she goes to the party. She ends up in a garden maze. um, And she gets attacked by one of the other participants in Lennox's game. And she ends up killing that guy. And so then Envy finds her. And to prevent her from being ruined and falling into scandal, whatever. He pretends to propose to her and whatever. They're engaged. So she goes to live with him. She agrees to
1: paint the (sighs) hex I do love a proposed engagement. Like, I just – I love that. Like, oh, no, go along with it. That's like when, like, someone's coming. Quick, make out with me.
2: I swear at the beginning of that May scene where they, like, get into their little altercation – I was having Bridgerton flashbacks because doesn't that exactly happen in Bridgerton? Mm-hmm. Like, the Duke finds her and then they get caught and then she's like, oh, I guess we have to get married now. Yeah. Well, Camilla did not get
0: ruined the way that Daphne did. Um, she does get ruined later. later. Like, real good. Done. <laughs> um, so she goes and she lives with him at the estate and she ends up painting the Hex throne and. It comes to life and it steals her talent because, um, again, she's a super gifted artist. And so it forces her to become a participant in this game by Lennox, the Unseelie King. Um, so then at that point, they have to travel to hell, including going through the Sin Corridor.
1: Now, um, did we
0: find out her sin? It's going to be Envy. It is Envy? Yeah.
2: Was it? I think so. I thought her powers, because she's Unseelie... It meant that she wasn't able well, to be affected by sin.
0: Now you gave the great reveal.
1: Fuck. Oh. <laughs> no, we, we talked about it. Uh, because, like, I remember when they were going through, and I remember when it hit Amelia uh, going through the first time, they were pretty sure, we were pretty sure her wrath was her sin. We're like, well, that like Yeah, works. she gets pissed all the time. Right. But then she. They make such a point to talk about how she was able to resist most of them that he was even having a hard time telling her. And like, you think it's envy, but I don't know. It wasn't really clear to me. So I, I was th- like, "What is? What did we actually find out for sure?" Right. Well, it definitely, to me, was I felt like lust. she was
2: leaning into right, envy lust. and lust to be able to like get what she wanted, which was get off.
1: I mean, you go, girl. So I don't know. I thought it was like a plot twist, and like because she was leaning so heavily into lust, I'm like, does lust come into this? This is like an envy lust situation where like he's gonna lust after her, and then he's gonna get envious, and like they're all fueling each other's sins left and right. Uh, it didn't happen that way, but that's what I thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, so they travel to hell, um, go through the sin corridor, and they go to house sloth because that's where the next clue is going to be, and so we meet sloth who. Is not actually lazy, he's just a nerd, which I thought was weird. Did but, you also okay. find him extremely hot? I mean, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, nerdy. I was like, guy. I know Hilda
2: has her thing for libraries, and this guy lives in the library,
0: libraries, and smart men. And so, whatever, they're investigating this scene. Actually, I feel like it took way longer because basically, Camilla's getting to know Sloth, and Sloth, like, at first bans. Envy from coming into his property essentially. Uh, but Envy makes his way back, and so they're looking through house Loth to see if there's anything that's like out of place, and they end up finding an orb of Golath. And Golath is apparently the fear collector. So they break the orb, and there's a weird scene, but she ends up learning the name of the vampire king, and she ends up saying his true name. And while she and Envy are finally, like, majorly hooking up, and they're, they're like about the to, like, get it on in the forest floor, um, she gets kidnapped by the vampire king, whose name right now I can't remember. Um,
2: so I, th- I felt like this part was also very slow when they were in the kingdom of Sloth. But then also I was like, this is intentional, right? Because we're in Sloth. Like, everything feels slow.
0: I think we're being really meta, (laughs) but I think that's an excellent reading.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I mean,
0: I think (laughs) we're trying to salvage. (laughs) We're trying to salvage some of this um, writing, but that's an excellent observation. I'm sure she would appreciate it. So anyways, the vampire king almost seduces her.
1: And
2: isn't it weird that like her powers were affected by him, but not sin.
1: Like, greatly affected by her. Him. Like, she was about yeah, to drop her
2: panties and everything for him.
0: I mean, it is a vampire. I kind of get it.
2: <laughs> of course you do.
0: <laughs> He'll just like, which vein do you want? You can have them All, all right. Here's my neck boy.
1: Here's my neck boy. Um,
0: so anyways, but Blade is there. And who's Blade? Blade is um, apparently a vampire prince or no, vampire
1: I, heir. Yeah, it's the first time we meet him, you guys about him cuz I'm like this man feels important. Have we met him before? And again, my brain cells are just not firing. So
2: he when we meet him, we know him as like the second in command or first in command. I don't know what the official phrase is. And he's got is.
1: red eyes, crimson eyes. Yeah, He has
2: crimson eyes, but we don't I don't even know if the king knows he's the heir. Because he was mortal and turned and then somehow became heir. It was giving me very much that one vampire book that we just read recently.
1: Crowns and Ayaxia?
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like having flashbacks that I was like, wait, which book are we reading right now?
0: Sometimes that happens. By the way, I don't mention him at all, but Alexi is Envy's second in command and he's a vampire. Yes. And that's
2: how they have relations with the vampire court.
0: Yes. So, anyways, Blade is kind of like, um he's an informant slash spy for envy's court so he kind of takes camilla under his wing um and he's basically like uh just like stick with me and i'll keep you safe and we find out that bexley is also hanging running around the underworld and he's hanging out with a succubus um with a tail because with a tail apparently in this world succubi have tails which that he uses and
2: grabs onto like, its hair yeah. the th- passions of love.
1: That they just you know, were sitting across from there, like, on, like, two benches, and they're just...
0: I had forgotten about that, but thank you for reminding me. It was I the part to that stuck this. out, because I was like, oh, we're just wrapping that tail around our hand? Ugh. So Vexley had proposed to Camilla, and she was like, fuck no. So he sees her again, and he's still, like, trying to, like, marry her. And she he pisses her off and she ends up killing him. Did we say that he was also a participant in the games? No, but we did now. Thank you. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. This was the part where I started getting suspicious because I think at some point she asked him what he was going to get from the Unseelie King. And um he had basically said, Oh, he promised me a daughter, and then he kept insisting that they were gonna get married, and I was like, Wait a second. Why if you were promised a oh Princess for a wife, why are you forcing her to get married to you? Oh, I think I missed that part. I remember reading that, but I
0: missed the connection.
2: I just started getting suspicious as hell because no, we couldn't figure out what the fuck she was.
0: You know what? I listened to this book a lot and I clearly missed a lot of things. I read it, it, I clearly missed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Envy eventually makes his way back to the vampire court. And there's like this huge mythical battle with a bunch of like mythical creatures, which was really freaking creepy. Um, but he ends up killing the vampire king and he puts Blade on the throne. So now um, the vampire kingdom is, I guess. I think Blade Envy. does the killing blow, but yes. He owes Envy a favor. Anyways, mm-hmm. all is well with the vampires. So they still haven't had sex. Envy and Camilla. Uh but at this point Envy I guess needs to recharge his magic. I forget what happens here. But Victoria comes over and he's going to use her to drum up Envy and Camilla and sure enough it works. And Camilla like storms in and catches them after they'd gone back to house Envy and Victoria ends up leaving and I think this is what kicks off the Day and a half of Envy and Camilla uh, fucking on the throne and then fucking in Envy's bedchamber.
1: And every way, everywhere, every place. And so yes. the reason why they had to use Victoria is because normally his sin would have been provoked by his court, but his court was all losing his mind. Oh, they're failing. Just. Yeah, the whole thing is going crazy. And so he doesn't have enough people to give him enough Envy. He can't siphon it from his brothers because they'll know because of some demon brother relationship. And so they say, all right, Victoria really wants a piece of this. So let's have her come over. She'll try to be all like slutty about it. And we'll just make sure, we'll engineer that Camilla comes in and catches us so that I can get a big, big dose of envy.
2: Right. And Victoria was already snooping around because she was working with another contestant. Um she's playing her own game within the game, I guess. But she tore out his heart before he went to the vampire court and that's why he was there late.
1: Now this part with the other players confused me a bit because they're not all after the same prize. Each person Mm -hmm. has their own individual prize. And it's not like they're all the highest, most powerful ranking leaders that you would suspect. It's like you've got random Lord Vexley. You had a random demon that Victoria was sort of working with. Like you weren't. Quite clear on who all the players were because it wasn't like they were all not main characters, just yeah, in their own worlds. Right. Does that make sense?
2: Right. And it turns out like the Unsealy King just takes things from people, and then in order for them to get it back, they're forced to participate in these trials or these games that he does. So that's why it's like a random assortment, I feel like.
1: Yeah. That yeah. And it he's a better.
0: sadistic bastard.
1: He really that is. That too,
2: he is the Unsealy King.
1: Like Joffrey from Game of Thrones is what Ugh. I was getting from him. Yes, it's valid. So, anyways,
0: after they hook up, sexy, and be sexy, sexy time, acting like it's no big deal, and she's like, "Whatever, bro." So they have to go access the pillars of something or other, and they have to con- they can only go through Wrath's kingdom and the underground passage, and this is when they go into the not shimmering springs. Where they have to go naked. Um, and she's basically like
1: calling him out on his shit. But whatever. Right. I love that there, he's like, crap, I have to swim naked next to her. I don't want to reveal my truth. And that's like I'm kind of catching feels and I want to break my one rule, but like, can't break the one rule. So like the second their toes hit the water, they're in. She's like, Do you still think about me? Do you still want me? Do you want me more than one night? Like she went in on the the questions. It was and great. Stop bad the hilarious. So they have to confront some
0: being and they each go on like their own mental journey this
2: part was confusing it was very confusing
0: it was it was kind of like in her thing she needed to be like confront what she actually is like come to terms like stop hiding behind her fake identity whatever they got to the pillars and uh Vexley, because he had so much uh the succubus had drank so much blood from him and I guess he had drunk from the succubus too. He didn't actually die when Camilla killed him. He just became a vampire. So he's like there with like his super vampire strength beating up on Envy
1: who and talking a the shit about it too. He's like, I'm like yeah. a god. What are you even thinking? You're just a little demon bro. And Envy's been
0: like tortured. He's exhausted. He can't regenerate his magic. It's really bad. But Camilla comes and she like cuts off Vexley's head and Whatever. They end up winning the game. Yay. So they're transported to Lennox's court. Yay. <laughs> and that is where we find out that Camilla is the daughter of Lennox and Primroy, the unseelie king and queen.
2: <gasps> oh, you know what was another hint? When he was questioning her about the um, art that her father had painted and it would look like the unsealy queen with her wings.
1: Oh, yeah. Because it was her.
2: Yeah, it was her. It turned out to be exactly her. And I was like, oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't remember this part.
2: So that was a part um, when Hexley was like, oh, I was promised a, a wife from, like, as a princess. Um, I thought she was Seely for majority of the book. And then when he made that two comments, I was like, oh, I think she's unseely."
0: Okay. So then – Envy gets the chalice back. This is where I forget what happens. He gets the chalice back. He also ends up getting into a huge fight with Lennox. Um, he ends up killing Lennox. And then he goes off to restore his court. Before so- that,
2: she gets taken and she's put it in a cage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and she's doesn't, being he doesn't he release her? Or oh, doesn't he release her? Yeah. During the big battle. So Lennox, yeah. while they win the game, he doesn't give away the prizes freely. So he makes Camilla paint this key because what she can do from her paints is like when she paints objects, they become real. So he makes her paint like this lock and key together, which then opens up a realm into the mortal world, which is very bad because he's gonna start stealing people. and of course he and torturing them, them, yes, from Waverly Green. Um, and so he comes over, gives him the chalice, and it's this big fight that ensues then. Because you have all these humans that have now been tortured, Camilla is tortured and placed in a huge cage, Um, and so he gets his chalice and leaves, but not before he gives the death blow to Lennox, um, because Camilla had used, sorry, I'm all over the place, but Envy ends up freeing Camilla during the the scuffle of the battle. She paints a sword, because everything she paints comes to life, paints this crazy sword that is the perfect sword to kill Lennox. She wounds him a couple times, and then cutting off his leg, cutting a big cut across his chest but then ultimately it's envy who ends up uh stabbing him with his house dagger that causes his demise because he didn't want her to have to kill her father even though they have a complicated relationship um and so as soon as lennox is dead Envy's like i'm out i gotta little restore kingdom and he leaves and so she's like what the fuck bro he just
0: left me and wolf is there trying to like yeah cozy up to her and she's having none of it so There's chaos now in the Unsealy court because they don't really have a ruler and Envy is off restoring his court and he gets word from his spies that there's going to be an assassination attempt against Camilla. So he shows up and he's basically like, you're coming with me. And she's like, what? Um, So they get back together and there's a pretty lengthy epilogue. Yeah. Essentially, where obviously they get engaged. There's an engagement party. Um, there's a lot of sex between them. They visit the mortal realm and like to hang out in the mortal realm for a while.
1: Yeah. Well, we did learn that she had one very good best friend in Waverly green, which was her friend, um, Lord cat or lady, Lady Kitty. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we found out that that she was actually another unseelie fae that her dad had sent her to try to convince her to come back. So like the two of them were friends and ended up coming back with her after Lennox died, um, and then her beloved cat, Bunny. Who's actually a little lion. A lion. Like, once <laughs> it transformed back into its unseelie lion form. Um, so, yeah, you get to see all of them, and they're all kind of picking up the pieces of their lives. And
0: um, who's going to be the next brother? Is it going to be pride? Is it going to be lust? Is it going to be sloth?
1: Well, it ends with Envy... Giving using his spies and giving pride, who's just kind of a drunken waste because he's so upset about his wife going missing or being kidnapped and he's not sure what happened. And again, this is why I think you need to listen to the last episode or the the last recording in this series so that you know a little bit more in the backstory there. But his wife has gone missing. He doesn't know if she's alive or not, but he knows his mother-in-law, Cersei, has something to do with it. And so he's taken her captive and he's trying to make her talk. To figure it out but envy spies have figured out that they know where lucia is and so pride is immediately like oh my god i have to go find her but envy having just been this newly turned man who's now like i found love and happiness and everyone should have it right he's like take like you need to be prepared don't let your sin don't go after her just because you're prideful that something was taken for you like if you're going after her go after her because you love her not because you just want to steal her back and you could, like, possibly upend her life from wherever she is. Right.
2: Because I think she left the first time because he was, like, in cahoots with Victoria. Because there was a whole scheme going down the first time. I don't know. It's very confusing.
0: He was accused of cheating on her, but I don't think he actually did cheat on her. Correct. But he never denied it
2: to Correct. anyone. Well, so which
1: means
0: he's he too proud to do it. Right.
2: Which is why Envy was asking, is it your sin that's interfering or did you actually have sex with Vittoria?
1: And even then, he still didn't deny it. Or he said no.
2: Envy said that, oh, I know this is what happened and he never denied it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had like outed him and said that the rumors were fake.
1: So all that to say, potentially setting it up for Pride to be the next brother. And this is where I was like, I ah, agree with Hilda. Are we doing books on all the brothers? Because I want books on all the brothers. You know, they're all sort of the same kind of brother,
2: but I feel like we haven't heard from any of the other brothers. We've only heard about pride, lust, and sloth.
0: No, we've heard about gluttony and
1: obviously wrath. Well, we already got wrath. Wrath, gluttony, pride, envy, lust, sloth. Greed. Greed. Greed has the gambling houses. It's greed. Man. I think saying them out loud, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's that. Because in my head, I picture like five more that we're missing. But no, it's just those brothers. So assuming we've got four more books to go. Hopefully no bridging novellas. Five books. Five books to go. Five books. There we go. Um, And so that is the end of that book. We don't know who's next. But I will take a slutty, really good, filthy lust book. I'd take a slutty pride book. Yeah. Like their makeup sex better be good. Like fire. You know know what I mean? yeah all right well that is the end of that book um so let's get into some of our shout outs you guys know that we do these over on spotify every single week every question is up there you can go engage on them um anytime you want and we'll talk about them here Uh, so this first one is from b and she answered the question from zodiac academy book one can you forgive darius for what he did to tori in the pool and she responded not really but i got into the later books i could start to forgive him as we all could, especially after reading As Told by the Boys and you get into his motives a little bit more Well, slightly. The pool scene's still rough either way Yeah uh, The next question is from Harleen K They answered, can you forgive Darius for what he did to Tori in the pool? Same question And quite succinctly, they said Yep, yep
2: It's a dragon dick Yep,
1: <laughs> yep. Instantly forgotten uh also another friend answered rgb84 answered not at all so i love the duality of our our listeners there yes immediately forgive him and absolutely not i do not love that guys thank you that's
2: a long series to get through if you don't forgive him
1: it's possible
2: you just hate the main character the entire time
1: maybe he's they not- haven't made it all the way through he's not oh, the that's only main character <laughs> he's our main character Bridget but it's, Lance Orion is the main character for Hilda exactly
2: <laughs> he's the only main character according to Hilda
1: <laughs> our friend Dana Liu answered from A Court of Silver Flames what spicy books would you recommend to the House of Wind read I love that she said Ruthless Boys. Yeah, same. I feel like that's a question – we haven't seen a lot of people answer that one. I know. I would think
0: that I would. we would get more people to answer that question.
1: All right, people. You hear here first. Please go to this question. It's from A Court of Silver Flames, our episode on that. That's where the question's hidden. What spicy books are you recommending to the House of Wind? Because remember, House of Wind was given some great steamy novels over to our girl Nesta and friends to read. And so I just want to know, what is the house – also, because
2: I want to read it as well. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> right, too. Yes. that's like,
1: too. Have we not read those two? The House of Wind is a
0: smut connoisseur, much mm-hmm. like we are. We're, we are the House I of Wind. I bet the
2: House of Wind read the door erotica novella.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. There was a clip. Did I? Did you send it to The TikTok that I sent you where yes. the guy read it <laughs> and then like- he's like,
2: I listened to it on audio and there was sound effects for the door.
1: Like up. it jiggled like the doorknob jiggled <laughs> You're like oh no. stop oh no how did i miss jiggle, this jiggle. TikTok? call that girl Bo-J. i don't know you have to go and he's like i am unwell it was it was hilarious can you reshare that please yeah I'll send i missed to you. that oh my god it was hilarious uh and if you've listened to our later episodes you know that there's some um you know not trying to yuck anyone's yum but there's some stories about a door And a woman falling for a door. And And a pumpkin
2: spice mug. And
1: And dinosaurs.
2: And And Clippy and a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: remember it, Caitlin's. She's a snack and a snack. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's in reference to the dinosaur one, which was um, wet hot stegosaurus summer. (laughs) I think it was. (laughs) <laughs> the the mile high velociraptor club no mile high Tricerat. no Tr- yeah ter- mile high
0: velociraptor club no no, no, no. what's the one that flies? pterodactyl, pterodactyl,
1: pterodactyl. pterodactyl.
0: <laughs> mile high pterodactyl Club. she uh, starts flying
1: i do i started <laughs> flying <laughs> i don't know my dinosaurs uh it, it's a tangent but one how we just came across these books and bridget and i are cackling crying laughing i think hilda you were sleeping during this <laughs> We did wake up later, uh, to all of these crazy books that we found on on Dinosaur D, and it was it was it was a ride.
0: Speaking of Dinosaur D, what what's the segue? <laughs> <laughs> what what? Oh, the next Is question? Is there more questions about Darius? <laughs> <laughs> next question. Next question.
1: I got it. Okay, see where you went with that. Uh, so speaking of Dinosaur D um, Allison Catherine M Answered the question from Walker book 3 Before this episode, did you know what a Triceratops was? Did you know it by another Name? And she answered, I thought There was going to be some sort of dino-esque Monster that, uh, that appeared um, from this Question. I guess she read it before she actually read the book And just thought our use of Triceratops meant that there was some kind of Dinosaurs. Olympus no. spirit Nope, nope, it's just the devil's threesome Known by its other's name <laughs> So
2: I have a, a three-year-old and my husband went to Sam's Club and he bought like a collection of dinosaurs. There's a triceratops in there? <laughs> and you're like, I'm like, I cannot tell him these names without just like full-blown like cackling because now I know. look at me,
1: triceratops. Take those horns somewhere else. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, Van Ness answered the question, what did you think of this episode uh, for Sorrow and Starlight Recap? And – they said a comment about Fran. I don't have maturity for boyfriend ex friend with benefits. I don't get why we had her at all. The authors made her weak when she met Mr. Orion. It was awful. I d- she did get weak. I agree. Hilda called her a plot point.
0: I yeah. did. She still had a good ending though.
2: She had a good ending, but like I hated her ending. for like she had a
1: powerful um, ending. They had she to had give her redemption
2: because they gave her like a shitty story.
1: Yeah, and it was still kind of shitty and sad to read. Like her what Unrequited love.
2: He, I don't have any more of my wine, but like pour one out for Francesca. Always. I, she was just served – she was done dirty the entire time.
1: Yep. Uh, our friend Claudia answered the question from that we had put for Plated Prisoner in book three. After this book, are you in love with Commander Rip? And she answered, when I first read the series two years ago, I really liked him. After reading it earlier this year, he was just, meh, I don't like him. Don't dislike him. But he would never make it onto my why choose. That even with the dirty talk,
2: you know why though? The more you read, the more you're exposed, and the more yeah. flavor, spices you have to your life. You're no longer just like thinking vanilla is spicy, you're suddenly like, Oh, here's peppercorn, here's all these other things. And, and suddenly, you're salt. At-
1: I got my paprika, I got all these things,
2: right? And suddenly, you're like, Cayenne pepper, like burning up.
1: I love that you're like, Oh, peppercorn. <laughs> Also, I think it's like the last episode we talked about different flavored wings, and I was like, "Man, I'm hungry."
2: <laughs> Mango habanero from um, Buffalo Wild Wings slaps.
1: Yep. And then friend of the podcast Vivian, I think it's Vivian, answered. Did you think that scene was hot, or were you also distracted by the logistics from Cruel Seduction, Dark Olympus Book Five? She answered, "I am so. I was so wildly distracted by the logistics, and just cannot imagine that being anything except terribly uncomfortable." Yep. Yeah, that would be the two D's in the V. Yep. Ooh. I, I now I can't remember. Day.
0: Was there lube in that scene? No. No, because uh, there's never so. is. Ugh.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Terribly. She just like jumped up and was like boop a boop, bopping around like she didn't get stretched to high heavens. You know what I mean? Like that just you would have just had a little bit of a a limp, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so. That concludes our Spotify questions of the week. You guys can find them up there all the time. Drop by. Answer a a question. question. Answer a question. Thank you. (laughs) It's late. My brain is misfiring. Uh, So thank you guys for taking a part of our questions of the week. What are we reading next? The question on everyone's lips. And that would be the third book in the four horsemen books. We took a quick little break to jump on this book, Throne of the Fallen. And we will be visiting. Our sexy, skinny, grunge boy is how we pictured him. Famine. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see.
0: Just, you know, I downloaded it. I cracked open the first page and we're 24 years after the first arrival of the horsemen and we're in Brazil. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just thinking, why does humanity keep fucking up? Like, they keep getting redeemed only to screw
1: it up for full – years. 24 years in the future. That means, like, full children have become – were born into Uh this and just know nothing else. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. I feel like this is, like, a three-year, four-year wrap-up kind of thing. Yeah, I know.
0: And thought so, too. It's like a boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. Four booms because
2: four horsemen. (laughs) Thanks for the addition.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that is it from us tonight. Thank you for joining us as we recapped and went through our thoughts and feelings on Throne of the Fallen. You know where to find us. You can find us at booktalkmayme underscore pod on TikTok and Instagram. And the, remember, the best way to support the pod is going to Apple to rate us and review us. And we'll catch you next time with Famine. Woohoo! Bye! Bye! Bye.